laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live, and I... Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Anoisa. And I'm Reese. And this is To Ellen Back Generation, Generation Q Edition. Well, here we are, the finale. The finale. We're recording so late because it took a long time to get screeners. I was going to say, the long-awaited finale <laughs> in more than one way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do think it's worth noting, this is the least amount of time between the three of us watching an episode collectively like right, all yeah. together and yeah. then recording the podcast like yeah we just watched it like an hour ago i i watched it just before i got in my car to come over here <laughs> right i watched it just before you guys got here because we didn't get it until. and usually we have like a few days before we end up being yeah. able to like schedule to record the podcast so. yeah usually i like to have the recap mostly done before oh, we yeah. record yeah i do think that maybe they kept it from us because they knew that if I couldn't rant about it on a mic, I would explode <laughs> out in the world. Um, they were trying to contain Drew. Maybe. Specifically. Well, potentially. Okay. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> I fall, as always, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There are things about it that I think are great. I'm sure by the end of it, Drew will have convinced me to hate it. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Should I just leave? Should I, should I just let you guys? I, I feel like you got it. Like, I feel like... I also, I want to say uh, before we start that I'm going into this with the knowledge that like this could be the last episode of yeah. the series. Yeah. And also with the knowledge that if the showrunner of the Our or Generation Q was familiar with like how television worked, mm -hmm. like she would know that this very well could be the last episode. Yeah. And so with that in mind... I mean, I think any TV show you think about this of like with a season finale, I mean, unless you're like, there's certain shows where we know they're not going to get canceled and they're hits and they're whatever. But like your queer show that doesn't do a lot of numbers that took forever to get renewed this last time, like this very well could be the series finale, not just of the L Word Generation Q, but of like the L Word franchise, which right. means a lot to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that they did do that. I honestly think that they went into this episode making sure to give a happy send off to the people who they see as people. And with that, we can start. <laughs> there is though, I think always the possibility that even if the show is canceled, that I will be hired to write an Elbert Christmas special. That's, That's true. And we should and be holding out hope for that. Yeah, And uh, obviously I would have you help me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, you could do that. Just like, uh, you know, it's like an as AO3 as situation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next iteration of this podcast <laughs> is just us workshopping Reese's Christmas yes, movie. Exactly. Thank you so much. Um, but also the thing is this like long wait between to find out renewals is new. That's like a new thing in the age of streaming. Like when the original series aired, you'd find out like mid season totally. right. next season. So like, it's such a weird new thing that showrunners are doing where they don't know when they finish the season, right. if it's going to be the season finale like that, it never was like that before. So it's very weird. It's a weird position for everybody to be in, I guess. Yeah. Especially us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Um, this episode is Gen Q 310, Looking Ahead. It's directed by Alicia Haley, and it is written by Marja, as well as Scout Com and Courtney Edwards. Um, 
Scoutcom is the script coordinator this season, so I'm really glad that they got an episode credit. That's huge. Courtney Edwards, I couldn't find that much information about unless, I don't know, there's another name that's similar and I'm trying to figure out if it's that person or not, but... Either. EMS Courtney. Yeah, know. yeah. What's I would your love story. Yeah, who are Tell you? Tell us about you. Um, what's your favorite color? What's your? What do you do for fun? It's possible that that's like both of them are support staff, and that's yeah. like writing support staff, and that's why there's not like a ton of totally. stuff on the internet. Yeah, yeah, that seems right. And so I'm really happy, regardless of anything else about this episode. Getting that first credit's huge, so very especially, happy. Especially as a finale episode, that's yeah. like yeah. a pretty big thing to put on your resume. I mean, you don't really use resumes in the general <laughs> yeah. or in like a traditional sense but like to have in your pocket as yeah. something that you did is really cool yeah yeah absolutely usually it's just the showrunner yeah mm -hmm. yeah but let's we have a lot to talk about so let's dive in well we begin with alice in wedding planner mode and she's in wedding planner mode because the wedding planner is banging shane yes in the bathroom she was in, um, she's gay, mm -hmm. but she was in Severance, oh. which was one of my favorite shows of 2022, and I highly recommend it. Believe it or not, it's actually a little bit better than Nell Word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but they actually have um, full intercourse. Full so, sex. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Finally got, got that in. We knew it'd be Shane to bring us back. <laughs> so yeah, Alice is planning the wedding because Shane is fucking the wedding planner, and then Tina and Bet are getting ready in a like bridal suite. Mm -hmm. I could not believe they're doing their own makeup. <laughs> <laughs> the way that this wedding like so rapidly oscillates between being explained as like a very luxurious event, but then it's also a very like thrown together in a ring. Yeah. yeah. But there's like no chance on earth they'd be doing their own makeup. No. Like zero. I was also like, did they do their own hair? Thank God they didn't do their own hair. But I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Intense. I mean, it's Bette Porter. Like she has infinite money. She went to Toronto without a job or a passport. Yeah. You know, just to sit on the sidelines of Murdoch Mysteries. And that <laughs> is obviously true love as, as we see. Anyway, Tina might be going through menopause. Might not. Yeah. Uh, that's a cliffhanger right there. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that we'll never get an answer to if this doesn't get us right, next we'll season. We'll never know. Um, Alice has a fun little dress on that's both black and white polka dot and rainbow. Uh huh. It's definitely a choice. <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was cute. Yeah. And Alice needs to get alcohol, which she has forgotten to do. You know what I would do in this in this situation? What? Mm -hmm. Just like this is just like I'm just like spitballing here. Um, I would like like have you ever been to Bevmo? <laughs> mm. Right, 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 right. Ralph's, right. Mm -hmm. um, Costco. Um, the corner store. Costco would be great. They'd yeah, have a Costco. ton of stuff. Yeah. Costco, yeah. There's, I think there's like a lot of options that I would go to. Before calling. Before calling my ex. Yeah. yeah. Although also I don't, even in that case, I might call like Finley. And but I was going to say, the other thing I probably would have done is called the other friend who works mm -hmm. at the same location and at least have Finley like run in between the two of them. Yeah. But I'm, Alice is immediately like, you have to call Tess. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, my bigger problem is that the wedding planner says to Shane that says, I'm a Capricorn moon, so I love <laughs> to serve, which that just didn't. I mean, if someone I'm not like an expert with astrology, so if someone <laughs> wants to like explain why that's the case, like, are you a Capricorn moon? I am. Oh, I have, you're, a Cap you're a Capricorn moon. I'm a Capricorn sun. No, oh, sorry, not moon. Ca I'm Capricorn Mars. Did she say Mars or did no, she, she say said moon? moon? Okay. Either way, does that does that explain like why wh it should be Mars, right? Like that's sex. 
and also right, but she's making a joke about work too yeah <laughs> i guess okay I mean, don't look at me for astrology. I don't know. I look tell at you. Us, I look, I turn to you. Tell us if that, if that checks out. I guess like serve maybe has just like different connotations to me. Like if she was like, I love to work hard. Sure. I'd be like, okay, but there Get was the just, job done. Yeah. But something about serve felt, I was like, I don't know. Didn't, it didn't work for me astrologically, but. Well, take it up with the stars. I'm a Taurus moon. Um, take it up with the stars. For, for the record. Anyways. So then we go to Tess who walks into the bar with, a very obvious hangover. Um, look, for now, what I'll say about this storyline is I was just glad to not see that damn purple coffee mug. <laughs> like the fact that they did not bring this coffee mug back out was one small mercy of this storyline for me. Yeah. Finley comes in, there's like some back and forth about like Finley has a new place now and how like gross it is apparently. And she's like, you should come see my new place and then Tess has this like moment of like oh shit I'm gonna have to get new furniture when I get my own she's new not place. Shane will leave the furniture yeah. <laughs> um and Finley's like fuck Shane I'm on your side right sure okay back to the wedding <laughs> Roxy comes back yeah that's exciting I didn't know that was gonna happen that was fun and I we loved her I was really excited to see her um we learned that Danny ghosted Dre after they said that they wanted to like get more serious. Right. But also Dre left Danny's and was like, I'm cutting out of this. Yes. So who's the ghost? Once again. No, we obviously have to make it not Danny's fault. It obviously <laughs> needs to be Dre's fault. <laughs> Whatever. It's like, it's fine. The I, It's so funny because I was so excited about Roxy when Roxy was introduced. Yeah. And like her and Danny are so fun together. And then to end the last episode with Danny and Dre how they were also very clearly Danny had feelings for Dre. Right. Right. So to then be like, Danny ghosted, you're like, what? Okay. Oh, so, okay. Right. Like what? Okay. <laughs> um, and Sophie's worried that Alice is mad at her. Everyone's outfits are great. I just want to say, yes, especially everyone, Danny looks spectacular. Everyone looks amazing in this episode. Mm -hmm. They knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Sophie's also set a really big goal for the wedding to get laid. Yes. That's like a big thing that she's talking <laughs> right. about. Yeah. Sophie, the only character in this episode that I feel really good about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Roxy gives Danny Molly and Danny's like, Oh, uh, no, no, no. Mo Molly doesn't work on me. Uh, well, no harm in trying. It is weird to me <laughs> that this season has had so many repeat storylines. Uh-huh. Like, yes. They did Molly earlier? No, but they had, they just, this season had so many different, like, drug things. You mm -hmm. have, like, Micah at an event where right. Micah's high, and now you have Danny high. And not that people don't do drugs, I get it, but <laughs> it is just, like... Through queen poppers. I, I do, I, I'm really the per only person here who does drugs, but, like, it's just to make it a storyline. I did drugs when I was your age. Sure. But now I'm old. Um, I also did drugs when I was your age. <laughs> We're the same age. Um, but yeah, it's just, and then, you know, like two episodes ending with an almost death and like just these things where I'm Even like. Danny being kind of torn between two people at the end of this episode. I was like, wait, deja vu. Yeah. It's not the same, but her being involved in like a 
yeah. Anyways, it's fine. I think like, I know there's like a lot of questionable character choices in it, but like, I don't know, with the exception of the Micah and Maribel stuff that I'm sure we'll get into and the test stuff, like it had like a good energy <laughs> yes. to me. You know what I mean? Yes, like yes. it was like, it was funny. It was like fast paced. Like it felt like I like, like the vibes were good. Like I just like, I had fun watching it and I felt like emotionally invested in a lot of things. I mean, then there were those two things that are like profoundly upsetting, but I mean, I think part of the problem for me is that it, there were things about this episode that I really liked and we're going to get into them. And like, it, <laughs> and it, it just, it felt, it felt, mean. it felt mean. Like it yeah. felt, it felt just like very apparent. And I don't want to do like a summary of the episode when we're like two scenes in, but yeah. just like, it's just feels so blatant. Like at least even though, even though season six ended with like Max being humiliated and it was terrible at least like Jenny had been killed and everyone was like going to be arrested. And like, it was terrible. I mean, but that's terrible. No, it's awful. Jenny's, <laughs> Jenny's death is like one of my least favorite. I like, I was just talking to someone about this, yeah. how much like Jenny's death is like one of the worst deaths. I, I hate it. It bothers me more than Dana's death, but yeah. I'm just saying that like universally it was like terrible. Whereas, Everything was going whereas here, wrong. It's literally like the trans actors, mm. the disabled actor. Mm-hmm. And everyone else like pretty much gets like a really good wrapped up happy ending. Yeah, that's true. And that feels brutal. Anyways, let's um, carry on because there is a lot of fun stuff. Um, Bed and Tina, they go to the walk-in, the mm -hmm. walk-in, and it's like a special kind of walk-in, I guess, um, with weird with a weird door situation, <laughs> unlike a door that I've ever witnessed. And I've spent yeah. a lot of time sitting in, in walk-ins because that's what you do at the Olive Garden when you're, <laughs> when you're hot and you want to uh, eat like um, desserts um, out of the box. We yeah. do learn that Bet and Tina were previously married at the courthouse. Thank God. I'm, I <sighs> was like... The relief. I watched that and I said, I'm so happy for Reese. Thank like, you so I'm much. Truly, yes. It's like they heard you. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciated that. And I like, it was, it was very calming to me. There are actually quite a few things that there are this episode that could have been said like three episodes. Right. Ago. There was quite a few things. Yeah. I'm, I mean, there's one really big one, but there's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of things that were like, where I was like, this is finally, you know, like this is, this is being, this is coming up. Like this is coming around, but I'm like, why did they wait until now? That's kind of weird. Again, I'm once again, referencing the letterbox review of someone I don't know <laughs> of like just needing like 72 hours in an edit bay. I was like, I would have put this scene three episodes ago and right. then me and Elisa, I mm -hmm. never would have been mad about this right. plot right. line. Would have been so much easier. Yeah. yeah. I just um, wonder what happened. Was it like the last when they were working on the script, like, oh, we never really explained this. Or was it on set? Someone was like, you know, we really should address this. Well, I like think Scott, Calm, and Courtney Edwards <laughs> are in that room. They've been sitting in that room as script coordinators. Script, like, uh, and they're like, uh, someone uh, mentioned someone they were married it. before. And, and a it. script coordinator would be like, I have my eyes on the fact that we've never brought up this, this, and this. Let's yeah. get those oh, things really? handled. Yeah, you like, a script coordinator is like very detailed. They yeah. like, track every change to a script they're like continuity people oh. they're like in charge of oh wow they probably came up with some notes so yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna give credit to those those first time <laughs> television writers and say that thank you for making us feel slightly less crazy there's also um some fun like fan service for it might not hit for everybody but i did i loved the attempt of like bet and tina being like i want our friends to yeah. see us get married and what they really mean is the l word yeah, audience right. like they've seen they, us through all this they've seen us through all this right. they want this for us like it'll be so fun to celebrate with them i thought that was sweet yeah yeah i mean i don't know you know there that interview that recently came out with marja <laughs> lewis ryan um we did learn uh -huh. that like, uh -huh. that, like yeah. one of her strengths isn't 
isn't like arcs um, that she's still learning how to get arcs down. So I do think it makes sense to be like, oh, like, yeah, a lot of stuff was explained this episode. And, you know, if you had an understanding of arcs, maybe you would like put that in throughout the season. But if that's like one of your flaws and like we all have flaws, you know, we're not perfect. Yeah. Um, Like I don't want to be CEO of my company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For one recent anecdotal example. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to write things. Sure. Maybe run a TikTok. I think maybe Marjorie just, just wants to act again, and which is that <laughs> yeah, maybe, she could go back. Maybe we're all just we've all just found ourselves in positions that we didn't. I don't want to be, be hosting an outward podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. True. <laughs> okay, True. How dare we'll, you? We'll cut that. No, we probably won't. But um, no, I love I love it. But yes, it is very much so much of what this episode does well is giving fans of the original series like a real sort of happy ending closure you know, lesbians getting married for bet Tina <laughs> and uh-huh. also, you know. Well, Tina's bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to apologize to, to the bisexual to the community. 50 Reese, look plus at me, look at me in my eyeballs. Cis white <laughs> bisexual community for the offense that I've done. But yeah, I, uh, I mean, you know, also Allison talked, which we'll get to. Like, I think those two things are really like the point of this episode mm-hmm. yeah, was. And I'm happy for you if that's something you're invested in. Um, <laughs> anyway, there the, the four smile Drew just gave us. It was really <laughs> incredible. Anyway, they're locked in the fridge. As they're we, locked in the fridge. As yeah. we all knew what happened as soon as they walked into the fridge. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like a big, it's like a big, like the handle, it's like this big. It's like bigger. It's like a two-year-old. Yeah. And it's like you pull it's and also it doesn't whatever it's fine. It doesn't make any sense. I actually didn't think it was going to happen because it didn't make sense to me. But that's yeah, I, I'm did we do locked in a thing so far this season? No, this season, no. Okay. But there was like the elevator. The, thing. Was right. Yeah, sure, of I, I mean, I do love when people get locked. I, in I also love that. Too, so. <laughs> oh, we did locked out. Oh, Tess we did do lo- we did do locked we locked out, out. locked out like that's familiar. an arc i think that's wow, what an arc that's is really yeah beautiful. you go from locked out to locked in and then you've written a story and that's the difference between in 60 minutes between shane <laughs> and between bet and tina is bet and tina locked in they're yeah. locked shane, in locked, locked out. out locked right, out right right mm-hmm. locked out on a ledge for one brief second th- there's like a throwaway line about how now there's alcohol like alice is talking to some person who has brought the alcohol mm-hmm. and for one brief moment i was like they're not even gonna bring tests that's amazing like yeah. right I that feels so, so good yeah for why me. would tests come i noted that again that, bevmo that that person <laughs> bevmo exists that extra or like whatever the right word is for mm-hmm. the person who's like didn't say anything because obviously uh-huh. if, if that you person, talk if you talk it's a thing and i was like and i was like oh i wish that they'd given that person some lines so that <laughs> they could have gotten health insurance <laughs> Um, but but that person doesn't so it's like kind of awkward and then Sophie goes up to Alice and they have this like nice little moment where they sort of reconcile and Alice is like you did a great job you're getting promoted I just like want to be mad at you and Sophie's like oh my god this was I feel like showed so much of what Reese was talking about like the episode does well they're like the two of them have a like real sparkle Mm -hmm. the like Mm -hmm. like it was just so delightful yeah Another part of the episode that was incredibly delightful is that Pippa yes. shows up. This is the best <laughs> thing about this episode. Oh. And I was like, holy shit. Because I was like, she's not like, that's it. You know, I watched like Vanessa, Vanessa Stella Williams did like a, like a Insta story or something on set, but she didn't say what she was on the set of. And I watched it <laughs> like 20 times trying to figure out like, do I see any people who look like 
like okay. vaguely, vaguely gay queer. in the background. It looked like they were outside or something. And it could not have been this, honestly. But I was like, it must have been something else. And maybe it wasn't. Yeah, Sophie's maybe like talking else. to herself about wanting to get laid. Yeah. And then Pippa is like, <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, weddings are a great places to get laid. So I think your goal is achievable. Oh, do you? They have such good chemistry. Uh-huh. They're both are so hot. So hot. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and also, I'm just like, okay, auto shuttle editor in chief. I was just Carmen. about to say this. Yeah, I know. I was so happy for Carmen. I was just about to say yeah. when the Bet and Pippa like relationship was happening, that one of the things that like a lot of people of color on the auto shuttle writing staff, but like Carmen especially was like, this is so cool yeah. to see two black women who are just like in a relationship, like having mm-hmm. feelings for each other. Like, I was just so thr- and. Sophie being like one of Carmen's favorite characters maybe yes. ever. I was just uh, like, yes! Yeah, I, I know. I texted Carmen and was like... Oh, you did? Because <laughs> I almost texted her. I was just like, if you could find like an hour for yourself this weekend, like you should watch this. Yeah, I said, there are so many problems with the finale <laughs> of the Elward Generation Q, but there are two things that feel specifically for you. <laughs> and I just want you to promise me you're going to turn off your critic hat and turn off your care about other people hat and really enjoy those things. Like really yeah. enjoy those because it'll bring me joy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I know my, like my absolute first thought was I am so happy for Carmen. Yeah, yeah. me too. But then unfortunately Finley is here to interrupt what could have been smoldering sexual chemistry for a while. And you know, I have been the biggest Sinley shipper ever and it would take a lot to get me to root for Sophie to be with someone else. And this episode did accomplish that yeah, for me. It does. Yeah. It really does. It does. Yeah. I still in my heart of hearts was like, okay, I, I understand. I <laughs> deeply want Sinley to be together. But what if? Right. <laughs> what if Sophie dated Pippa just for this one day and they yeah. got to kiss a little bit? Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I ship them forever now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, become, they'd be, I they'd be the much better the, for the each other. The word like audience who's like, I want the, the, the queers to get married. I'm like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I get it. Right. <laughs> Marry them. Um, okay. So yeah, Finley wants her toaster back. I think that's the last time Sophie and Finley talked to each other. Yeah. So then we go <sighs> to Micah and Maribel and one of those Amazon robots has delivered a canister <laughs> of, of sperm. Mm-hmm. That's how it works, right? You just yeah. like order off the internet and it arrives you, at your house. Yeah, you can. Okay. There's some, there's a lot of paperwork. I think, I didn't do this route because it's not the route that you do if you have anything complicated about your pregnancy. You don't do an at-the-home insemination. Mm -hmm. It's more likely done if you're young, like younger, like, you know, whatever, everything. It's not the best. I don't think it's the best option for them. Mm -hmm. It's more likely done if you're Bet and Tina in season one of the original. They would be a great example (laughs) of that. And I mean, I like that is like how I mean, I don't I haven't like gotten it that way, but I think that is like how it comes and what it looks like. I don't really understand the blue thing. Like when you get it done in doctor's office, I don't think it was blue, but I don't know. It was kind of disassociating because like it's weird. I don't like having a body, right. you know, but like, um, and at first I was like $700, but it's like, if it's, if you're doing it at home, the sperm is a little bit cheaper, but that is like kind of on the cheap side. The way that I felt joy when Pippa and Sophie started making eyes at each other for Carmen, <laughs> I felt deep despair for my friends, Reese and Drew for this story. Like as soon as this started happening, I was like... Huh. I wish I could go back in time though and tell the Drew of like two hours ago <laughs> that this moment of this storyline is not the, the worst best we're gonna get. <laughs> right. Um, I would like to say that for a show that began with Tina saying, I'm ovulating uh-huh. back in 2004, I was a little bit confused about whether or not Maribel was ovulating. Like it just didn't come up. Um, like well, they were like, we're like, I was like, why are you taking the sperm out right now? Like, 
it happened to why why did it just come on the day like this is her ovulation day like right. is she monitoring any of that did she whatever like yeah she did say like the yeah. clock is ticking at one point but, but she was talking about the sperm that they had for some reason oh, already right. taken out because right. at first i was like oh the clock is ticking like you know you only have like a few hours or whatever right. but but i was and then the other thing about this annoyed me was this will be a baby in nine months what no it won't only if it works right right it's a little bit of like an anti-abortion <laughs> sort of fetus, not even fetus, but like sperm right. is a person. Yeah. Like every time someone with sperm and someone who makes eggs have sex, do they say this is going to be a baby in nine months? Because it's the same. That's the same thing as what they're doing right now. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It's really weird. It's not like, I just don't, I, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's weird. It's fine. And also it's weird because this is the only other thing that isn't part of the wedding. Yeah. So it's like, it's separate in so many ways. Yeah. Tess is like what she's about to go perform at, at a Vegas lounge. The way that she rolls up in her glitter dress, this her dress, smoldering facial expressions, this dress, the <laughs> fact that she was like at her work in athleisure, basically hungover, and then now is like full face of makeup. Like I respect that I'm going to see my ex energy. <laughs> I know that we don't deal in like the temporal like realities in the L word, but I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> Um, and this was the plot line that I was then feeling despair about myself for yeah. myself, obviously. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, Shane and, and Tess they, eye each other. Yeah, Shane and Tess yeah. are like very flirty. Also, sorry, Tess is now working the event basically. Yeah. Like right. they didn't just call her and say, can we get a bunch of alcohol from Dana's? Which first of all, if I'd just been dumped by one of the like, you know, bridal party, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Right. Number one. But number two, now she's like serving up drinks kind of it's bizarre makes no sense yeah. there are other bartenders who work at we've seen when they've ever have they have parties it's yep. also like the there was this weird power dynamic with shane owns the bar and tess works for her but that was never really addressed right. and this is the first time that it's like well this is kind of this is kind of why that's a little bit hard you know yeah um alice is like it's showtime which i was like yes it is um <laughs> nice and when Alice and Shane leave, then Tess leaves to go to some random guy's car to do cocaine. I mean, that is a realistic depiction of what you do to get cocaine. I literally, I was like, I mean, <laughs> okay, I cannot argue with the fact that like, I've been there, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke, but. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, no, it doesn't matter. No one cares what I when I did coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, he is like, have you ever done this before? Which is a weird thing to ask someone who very aggressively is like, do you have cocaine? <laughs> yeah, I know. Tess is giving off vibes of like, not only have I done this before, but like more than, since before you were alive. And I yeah, had man. this today. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But and sure. this guy, it was like, he just, I don't know. He was like an extra from a Diet Coke commercial yeah, or something. I have no idea who this man is. I have no idea who oh, this man is. Let's call him Brett. Okay, sure. And later when they are doing these big like wedding guest crowd reveal, he's the only man at the yeah, event. Oh, really? <laughs> Brett is the only man in the crowd whatsoever. Like he was the only man on set that day, I think. Right. Like there's no... Right, which really goes to show what Tina and Beth's community <laughs> is. So funny. It's just the after Ellen editorial stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I didn't know any other music cues this episode, but just for old times sake Tess putting a key of cocaine up her nose and the music going did you think that you're really in control <laughs> uh, that's I mean that's got to be the season best I think yeah is this when we get all the flashes of, no that's later she does way there, too much cocaine <laughs> it's so much cocaine whatever <laughs> uh so Bad and Tito is still in the walk-in 
makes a little cheese plate, a little charcuterie board. It was so cute. It was adorable. It had, yeah. yeah, I was like, wow, she could, she can cook, she can clean, she can get locked in a freezer. Um, Tina's she, mad that bed is being so calm. Which yeah, I do. Which this also like in this scene we get to it, but. I liked this as a storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I liked the idea of like actually growth isn't never being angry. It's yeah, just right. knowing when, when to, to be angry and when to direct the anger. And mm-hmm. I, I did and not to lash out at the people who like are trying to help you also. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of also just from a comedy standpoint, this yeah. is very funny. Like this yeah. is a great representation of when your partner is like endlessly positive and you're like, please shut the <laughs> fuck up and just right. let me be mad. And you be yeah. mad with me also. Or you're like, I get that you just downloaded a meditation app and your whole life yeah. has changed, but I'm still here. I didn't have time to do the meditation app. So <laughs> let's get back on the same Tina page. does have a meditation app. Though, <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Tina does have the meditation app. So um, anyways, Shane and Alice show up and break the other handle. Uh-huh. Um, and then Alice is going to call the fire department is the show like, sponsored by 911 i think like, <laughs> truly the number of times this has been said they are just itching to call nine, any little thing like break the window yeah truly <laughs> with the hammer why were they like it's whatever so wild second only to fox's 911 this yeah. show uh-huh. mentioning 911 per episode right yeah uh, um yeah but then tina's like let the bet parts like let all of you like i like all of you like let all of those parts out and then bet screams at alice to call tasha because there's a whole thing where the fire department is delayed there are lots of fire stations it's not there's not one fire st- but also why would they need the fire department open a door yeah also like they should just be like called tasha because yeah. she's strong and hot like yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah she's hot everyone she's would like to see her again you know there's no guests at this wedding who at this right at this gay, gay wedding, wedding that at Get the, i'm sorry at this joint wedding <laughs> that there isn't one queer person who can like there, roll up those sleeves and there's a crowbar somewhere come on, yes, on. i mean honestly finley i'm sure would be happy to try yeah i would love to save the day finley didn't really do anything in this episode yeah this was a real anti yeah they gave finley like so much in, in episode eight and then we're like bye that's yeah. enough that's enough from you thank you so much for being in the show um and yeah they yelled at alice to call tasha thank god we were all thinking it yeah and then she was said to shane like shane can we use your phone yeah Danny's on Molly. Smelling, I thought it was so Smelling cute. roses. And then on the phone telling Dre that she loves them. Mm-hmm. I want to say Danny on Molly acting and like performance in this is so good. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. She nails it. Yeah. I yeah. was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. It's a perfect yeah. TV representation of being on a specific drug, which is so rare. Yeah. Yeah. If they had framed it where Dre had been the one to be like, I know that when Dre left, Dre was like, I have to leave because, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, I get they kind of did that. But if they had made it clearer that, like, Dre had walked away from the relationship, it it all would have worked so much better than throughout this, I'm feeling like, no, Danny, don't kiss Roxy. Whereas if it was like, you just got rejected by Dre, I'd be like, kiss Roxy, kiss Roxy. And my entire feeling about, like, Danny's Molly antics would have been so much I would have been having such a better time you know why that's true because that is how I read the last episode Mm. and I was having a great time (laughs) (laughs) yeah I guess it just wasn't really done well last episode like it didn't didn't, I wasn't sold on it it was like wait what why would you walk any sense to me like it didn't make sense but I was like I guess this is what the show has decided is that that was that was great it didn't make sense because it's like why would you need something like they could certainly wait for Danny to come around. And right. it also, you know, like, like we talked Danny about calling Dre and saying, I love you. Danny could have been like, I invited Dre to the wedding, but I don't think they're going to come. Like, yeah. It could have been something like that. Like instead we start, she, we start Danny's to, highness being like, I love you. And I'm like, yay, like Dre's going to show up and they're going to like kiss and it's going to be fun. And it's like, so instead I'm, 
I don't know. But so the thing brings, about Molly is you can love a lot of people. It is true. <laughs> you know, that is that is my favorite drug. Yeah. Um, the first time I did ecstasy, three different people called me to tell me they loved me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, this is really bizarre. <laughs> And not how I thought this night was going to go. But I mean, obviously, I was happy to reciprocate. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of those get you in trouble? Uh, no. Mm. They were like... It no, was it's a- like uh, like an ex, like a, a friend who I'd been helping. Like, I've been sure. taking care of him because he was sick. It and- wasn't like love confessions. No, no, no. Okay. It wasn't love confessions. No. Um, Sophie brings them lollipops, which is so clutch. <laughs> like, so good of Sophie. Um, Danny's very high. And we see her like rainbow POV, which uh-huh. was fun. Alicia was oh, really was, like, fun with, to, the, yeah. with the drug direction. In this <laughs> yes. Episode. Her like dancing to the elevator music. Was that mm-hmm. here? That was, yeah. that was really funny. I love that this episode and then last episode, Kate's like, you can feel their sensibilities yeah. like really shining yeah. in mm-hmm. these episodes. I thought that was so fun. Like yeah. I was watching this being like, Oh, of course, Alicia Haley directed. <laughs> this is amazing. Of yeah. course. It was so cute. Um, Pippa's like, says bye to Sophie because the wedding's delayed. And so Pippa's like, I'm at my ex's wedding. I was being nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to wait around while they're stuck in a fridge. Honestly, reasonable, except that there's like an open bar and a lot of like important people here, like schmooze. And, I like, don't know, and like hot and Sophie. So yeah. um, Danny's like, you know, like Danny and Roxy are like, are you like with her? And she's like, no, like, and like, should I run after her? It's really fun. Again, everything with Sophie and Pippa is perfection yeah um, and danny's like she's this huge famous artist yeah. and like she used to date bet porter and sophie's like oh my god she used to date <laughs> bet porter the like quick recap from danny while on drugs is so funny and being like and she totally thinks i'm the devil but i love her yeah <laughs> it's perfect um so then yeah and i was really thinking about the like lineage of bet porter and sophie and like having dated pip but like, right. yeah. like and sophie getting a promotion like entering uh-huh. this rank of like yeah powerful Yes, Lesbian, he's getting back quarter like, sex. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Danny already did. So then Sophie runs after Pippa and Danny like cries and is like, I'm so happy that we're friends. That we're, friends. <laughs> we're like really friends. So Sophie catches up with Pippa and it's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Pippa so makes a joke about not being mad that Tina and Bat are stuck in the fridge, which uh-huh. brought me so much joy. Um, and they steal the just married car. Yeah. Like so little, fun. Golf little, cart. Little golf, golf cart. Mm-hmm. Angie, I don't know why we still uh, have to keep seeing why? this man. <laughs> why did this happen? In this, why, this was the episode for her and Bella. Was he like contractually obligated to seven episodes? He like was he in was in so, so many, many more episodes makes, than we needed to be. He was, it, was he in more episodes than Micah? Is the same amount? Um, I don't know. I'd have to look. Might be the same amount. No, because he wasn't. No, it's less because okay. he wasn't in the first episode. There's no reason for him to... And he wasn't in the musical for, episode. There makes no reason for him to... Sh- oh, right. Michael was in the musical episode. What a great role that was. <laughs> um, like, why? They could have ended it last... The last... Why is he here just to have... It's sort of how I felt about, like, having Tess and Shane have that big, like, breakup scene the way it was, right? I just was like, wait, if you're going to have them break up, like, why are you having them break up like this? Like, why are you giving more fuel to this? And so with this, I just was like... What? Why, we need him to show up just so he can like disappoint Angie again. Like why couldn't if that had happened? Yeah. She goes to Hendrix's place is like, let's hook up. And he's like, I'm moving to New York. And then right. she's like, what? And then runs after Bella or Bella's in this episode with her. Something. And also, again, like as a person who used to work in the publishing industry, the idea that you would I move have- to New York city because an editor has expressed interest in your book is absolutely bad shit Bonkers. deranged behavior yes <laughs> unhinged it means nothing it's 
I mean, the choices I could have made every time an editor was interested in my book, you know, <laughs> and as you can tell, it's not published. So, um, I mean, there was some comedy here. I feel like there was some stuff with Bed and Tina and Angie, like, like, don't say I told you so or I something guess. like yeah, that. Yeah, Angie got about to- it though. Like, it wasn't funny to me. Like, I guess there's yeah. some comedy there, but I just was like. I felt for Angie and I want better for her. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. They let her be mean to him. Like she, but again, like she was already sort of doing that last episode. Why didn't we just Mm -hmm. wrap it up there Mm -hmm. and have her bring Bella to the wedding as a like consolation date and then realize. And that would have entertained me, you, you, we all would have been so entertained. And that's most important is that the three of us are as entertained as possible. Exactly. As we made clear today to Showtime, the most important thing (laughs) about this show is that we get screeners and that we (laughs) get the podcast uh, done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Also, Micah and Maribel, instead of, they could have just, they have their donor. That could have been the end of their storyline. And then they could be, could have been at the wedding. I don't know why they're at the wedding, but they're at the wedding. <laughs> there's later, we'll talk about, there's some people at this wedding that I have no explanation for why <laughs> right. they're there at all. So right. who cares? Um, I mean, I like that he was dating Maribel because that brought him closer right. to the rest of the group as opposed to when it was like Jose. And that was like yeah. a, a tertiary thing, which is the same thing they did with Max and Tom. But like, it hasn't really, and that has, it has been more integrated. Like they've had more mm-hmm. scenes and that's been great. But this episode obviously was not like that. Yeah. So unfortunately we do have to go to them and Micah's panicking about the insemination and decides to bring up Maribel's disability. Now. Again, also he does begin all of this by acting like putting the sperm inside of her is going to a hundred percent result in a baby that will be born in nine months. And I just don't understand why they're acting like that um but yeah now now they're talking about it it, it truly it it <sighs> we, our our generous read to the writers of the l word generation q the television program on showtime was okay they're going for something where they're trying to normalize disability by not engaging it with it which we talked about why that's wrong why it's better to engage with it and yeah. why you can still make it positive where you could still make someone three-dimensional and actually not engaging with someone's disability, like not engaging with someone's transness, isn't actually like some gift that you're giving. Right. But we were like, okay, but that's why they're not doing it. Right. To do it now? And in this like explosive, like weird, uh, there's no... There's one part where Maribel starts to say like the doctor said, but it's like drowned out. I think that might be later in their argument. I don't remember. But like that just... Why didn't they have us there for the doc? Like, there's no why. And, and Micah's saying that like she might die. Does she? Does he say yeah. that here? Saying she might die. Like, there's all kinds of complications for someone. Like ways that it's hard on your body if you have muscular dystrophy. But like the chance of dying while giving birth is not necessarily the most likely <laughs> result at all. Like it's it's a very weird thing for him to say. Like it's not. And it also like honestly, is like the exact opposite of what anyone should be trying to do with just like it's just it's too dramatic like there's lots of there's lots of complications and, and ways that it's going to be tough on her physically but like I don't I, don't, I could be wrong but it's I'm just my understanding that like death during delivery is not necessarily one of them and if it was a concern for Micah Why that should have happened earlier like it's so absurd to not have that addressed Micah's anxieties earlier were about being a parent literally right. Micah what was Micah's question to Max like how do you know when you need to change a diaper or whatever like the idea of this coming up now is so gross. It's just so gross. It makes right. me so angry, both for Micah, for Maribel, for trans people, <laughs> for disabled people. Like it's such to have this happen while 
most of the episode is concerned with this like big celebratory wedding. And then the only times we go away, I mean, we'll come back to this scene and it gets even worse, but like, it's so it's like what they used to do with Max. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to like 10 years from now, like have another L word <laughs> and we'll bring Maribel back to like, say, I'm sorry. Like, is that <laughs> it, it's wild that the one thing that I can say, like for a fact was like done better on Gen Q when it comes to lots of different representation issues is like bringing Max back and like giving him a happy ending. Mm -hmm. Very nice. But like that happened in season three and it happened because of how they were talking about their own show on the first season mm -hmm. and me feeling like it was wrong mm -hmm. and reaching out to Daniel. Mm -hmm. They didn't reach out to Daniel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other people were, I'm not like taking credit for it. Like it, a lot of people were involved to get Daniel back on the show. Jen yeah. Olsen being a really big one, but it wasn't from their own place of like, we want to make up for this. Their way of making up for it was the existence of Micah and Pierce. Pierce. And I think their other way was to not have Micah surrounded by transphobes. Sure. So like, we don't need to like pretend like the original series, especially the later seasons weren't brutal and brutally transphobic, but like, this it's just a different kind of it's a different kind of transphobia mm -hmm. and i don't i don't think we need to talk about better or worse because i don't think that's helpful but like the way that micah was treated for three seasons and the way that the trans characters in general were treated for three seasons and the way that this disabled character has been treated and especially in this final episode that could be the final time we see this character mm -hmm. is appalling like it, it, it makes me so mad and it makes me so mad in a way where like I can't even like engage with it. And I mean, yeah, I feel the yeah. same way about Tessa's storyline and we're going to get to this, but like, it's just so, it's such a disappointment. And yeah. and in a way that makes me just like, I mean, it's altered my relationship to media in a way that the original series, because it came out years before I was out, like couldn't have mm -hmm. in the sense that like, I'm so grateful for the second season of sort of, I'm so grateful for P Valley and that it got renewed for a third season at these shows that like, aren't maybe, you know, bringing our community together it, with watch parties and all of these things in the same way. But I'm just like happy to watch at home, talk to with a few friends and yeah. just like be grateful that there's like actual queer artists out there making great work. Yeah. And so like, I'm so happy that those shows exist. And it yeah. makes me just like the desire for media that has a wider base that has like an audience that goes beyond those identities not that sort of in P-Valley aren't watched by people who aren't trans, obviously, but just like the way that the L word has cultural cachet. Yeah. The way that Euphoria is tweeted about every week. I don't care. I don't want, I don't want to be a part of it. I wish they would stop putting trans people on those <laughs> shows. Like I truly, like I wish they would stop it because they don't know how to write the characters. Yeah. Anyways, um, do we want to go to Tess doing coke? Yes, yeah, so Tess, uh, she's doing coke in the car <laughs> uh, and, and she's really doing, she's really doing she's coke. really doing it. Yeah, really doing, doing coke. It. She's coke, 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 Coke. It's a, it's Coke. It's reminded me of like Alice chugging pills in <laughs> season three. Like yeah. where you're just like two pills would still do this. Like why right. do you need a visual of this? Uh-huh. Yeah. You also, you can't chug antidepressants. Right. That's not how it works. <laughs> no. um, uh, and she, is this the part where she's flashing back to different? Yeah. Various. Yeah. That was unnecessary. Yeah. yeah Leisha's having more fun. <laughs> Happy for Leisha. Yay, we get to go to Pippa and Sophie. <laughs> Thank God. So yeah, Pippa and Sophie are having a like conversation about just they're talking about their lives and their work. Mm -hmm. Um 
And Pippa has been offered a career retrospective by the Hammer. Nice. Congratulations. Can't wait to go to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sophia's For a second, about- I was like, I can't wait to... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, oh my God. Really? <laughs> Artist of our time. Yeah. <laughs> Pippa Pascal. Um, and then Sophie's talking about how she got hired on Alice show, which is that she did two documentaries. One went to Sundance. Alice saw it, which, LOL. No, she didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, not my Alice. I love her, but she's not watching Sundance documentaries. No. Someone um, on her team maybe saw it. Yeah. For sure. Drew, her unpaid intern, yeah. saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and then called Sophie. Sophie does a really good Alice impression, mm-hmm. which I think is fun. And then Pippa, despite not knowing what Sophie's first two documentaries are, uh-huh. fine, is like, what's your next one? Yeah. And I think it's showing that like maybe Sophie is better with somebody who's like also artistic and like working on their own independent projects that can like mm-hmm. encourage her to do the same. Right. Yeah. You know, whereas Finley's just not at that place yet. I mean, a lot of, re- including the reason that like she had this really shitty family situation. So she never really like was able to like figure out like what her passions were. She just had to find work. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, but, they're like in a time of life that I feel like this was really accurate where like mm-hmm. you start some people start to accelerate in their career and their passions and like get the opportunities and move ahead really like quickly. And you're with people or friends with people or whoever who just like for any number of reasons, like that doesn't happen for. And it starts to feel like so unbalanced. This was like very LA. Yeah. (laughs) Seeing her with Pip, I was like, Oh, I don't feel like she's like too young or too inexperienced or too immature to be with someone like this. I really was like, Oh yeah. Kind of like when Danny and Gigi picked up together. Like you were like, Oh all right. This actually might make more sense. Yeah. yeah. And then they almost kiss. Of all the ways that makeouts have been interrupted on this program this season, though, is was this not the best one? It was funny. I do think <laughs> yeah. after the cow mood, I would just kiss again. Like, yeah, I know. Just, I was like, why are you, why are you kissing? What? Yeah, but just laugh. Fine. Keep your faces a little close together and then like kind of turn and laugh. The best and then, kind and then of go stick like your the, tongue the in the cow took throat. the tension out. And so now you just yeah. get to, if it's not a great first kiss, you can blame the cow. Try yeah. again later in the night. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But Sophie has convinced Pippa to stay for the wedding. Yes. It's important. Hot. Danny says, tells Roxy that she's beautiful. And Roxy's like, I didn't know that you were like noticing me because you've been talking about Dre all night. And then they kiss. And then, <laughs> so and then I had to be told by Elise who these people were, but really? she, didn't, she didn't really tell me who they were. She told me like someone was Australian and someone's named G Flip, and that's about what I've got. Okay, the Aust- <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is your moment. The Australian is named G Flip. Oh, I see. Okay, so I was confused. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one's a realtor. I yeah, it's on, the show. on selling sunset. On selling sunset. Okay. I know that we had to write like, or Anya yeah. wrote it, but I had to be educated on this topic because okay. we wrote an article I about it. But that I'm I do not believe doing that, that thing that people would do like in high school where they'd be like, Who's Miley Cyrus? I don't yeah. know Hannah Montana. I'm promised that I'm not trying to be like, I've obviously yeah. heard these names before, but this was a moment where like, I didn't recognize them. And then I was like, Oh, I've heard those names. Who are these people? I would love to know. Educate me. No, no. To be clear. I also like have no engagement with these people outside of the fact that they are queer and were a big deal. This is like when you watch TikTok and like know everything about like Fletcher and Becky so hot and mm, Shannon beverage. Like what? I just yeah. think I'm better at just swiping past people when they bore me. I will watch all of that. <laughs> Okay. I know because so G- I'm always like, could this be a post? Could yeah, this be I'm post? like, right. what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, so, so thank you. G Flip is an Australian musician. Okay. Queer. Got it. Always had like a musician like vibe. Chriselle Staus? Strauss? Staus? I don't know. Was on Selling Sunset, a show I have not watched. Okay. They started posting each other, like being in each other's Instagrams. 
and Chriselle was married on Selling Sunset and like part of the plot line was like her divorce. I see. From a man. I see. And everyone was like, Chriselle and G Flip are hanging out. Is this yeah, completely unexpected. Out? It was a really weird crossover right. of people being like, why are these two people in the same room? Yeah. And I guess Selling Sunset's like super, super popular, right? People really love Selling Sunset. I've never watched it. I don't want to watch a show about people who can afford houses. Like, <laughs> I don't. Living in LA and watching the rich people no. in LA actually is painful to me instead of like if I lived right. if I lived where I grew up, I would be like, right. oh my God, look at those yeah. fancy houses. I know, because I would but, be like, here I could afford a house. Right. right. But anyway, they started being in each other's Instagram posts and everyone was like, what the fuck? And they are dating. They've been mm. together. It was like a huge deal because both are very famous right. in their like niche communities yeah. and then crossed over. Right. Um, and then Chriselle was in G Flip's music video. That's like how they like. Well, she also, and she came out on yeah. and like a selling a sunset reunion or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And did we know they were going to be on the show? Yes. Okay. I did not. Okay. Chriselle reveals that Gigi and Nat are engaged. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about this little moment. I want to know why they're at this wedding. Oh, they don't they say they that, never no. Don't they know Roxy? It's Roxy Ro is Danny's plus one. No, it's Roxy's home. It's Roxy's family home. Oh, but I thought they were surprised to see Roxy. Oh. Is that why this is? Yeah, that, that was. Oh, you're Danny right. It's, it yeah, it's Roxy's, Roxy's family, family estate. Oh, I missed that completely. I want to ask a question oh. here. How many people do you know who have a family estate? Zero. Yeah. One. Well. I have a friend who has a really rich uncle who has an estate that I've been to. I want to, I, I got to meet some more people with family estates. That's a good 2023 goal. Yeah. If you are listening and you have a family estate and you would like to invite us to tour the grounds, you may. <laughs> we would love to join. We we'll to. do pool like party. a Remember? pool party. Remember? We've been wanting the, no, yeah. come on. Invite us to a pool party. I'll bring Carol. I could also not bring Carol. It's completely optional. It's up to you. Yeah. So yes, they bring the news that Gigi and Nat are engaged. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's Okay. I, I, I don't know. So yeah, I guess Gigi, anyway, Danny discovered she's over it and yeah. uh, Roxy bought a house. Yeah. Um, no, I bought. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, she doesn't say it until I think she says later, but she's like, I got a condo in Echo Park. Oh. And I was yeah. like, of course, of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Sure. She's like, I just feel like I know people who have money for sure, but it's just like a different kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know the show Succession. Uh, I, I don't watch it, but I do know of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have an estate. <laughs> I actually got Succession vibes from when Tess is in the car with the bartender doing coke. Oh yeah, that was a very I Succession was like, vibe. Hmm. You know who else? If you've seen The Crown, if you've ever seen The Crown, they have an estate also. Mm, I've, I've I've actually listened or to Harry the and five, Meghan. I listened to the five <laughs> part you're wrong about about Princess oh. Diana. That's really all I know about the Royals is what is in those episodes. Well, did they? I'm sure they may have mentioned. They yeah. They I think they might have several estates. There was yeah several estates. I believe that is the case. Um, Danny apparently didn't really believe that Roxy was going to come here and stay, but it seems like Roxy's ready to do it. Yeah. Roxy's like I'm here yeah. and she's here for Danny and also to ruin Dre's life. Yeah. Yeah. And they Which guessed. that was the first time that I was bummed about the Dre thing. I was like, well, but that means that Dre's going to be hurt and I like I like Dre. Yeah. I also like Roxy, but I yeah. just why are Yeah. Why are we in this situation? It's so funny cuz there are ways to do the, honestly, the best love triangle is where I like everyone involved. Right. Mm -hmm. There are ways to do that. Do you know what would be really fun? 
if Dre had been Danny's date to the wedding and hooked up with Roxy, somehow, <laughs> like if that had somehow happened. Sure. Or they could have had group sex. Group sex. Oh. Yeah. You know, this could have been like the Sense8 wedding. Oh, Everyone could have been in a big pile na- naked. And th- that was an option that existed on the table and nobody was willing to step up to the bat and be brave and do that. That will be if whenever when Gen Q gets canceled and everyone says like renew Gen Q and they just give it a movie. It can, the, the movie can end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That my Christmas special. Yeah. We'll end with that. Yeah. All right. Um, Rose Rollins has oh. returned oh. to look really great on our oh, TV screen. I love her so much. She looks up. I don't think that I, also I think, think there was so much going on in the last episode when she arrived that yeah. I don't think we made enough commotion about how good she looks. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this is the first episode where I, I feel like I really got it. I think I think in the original show, I just had too many complicated military and then police feelings yeah, to sure. like really because you watched it recently, right? In the last, I, I watched yeah, I watched the L word like for the first years. time in twenty eight, 2017. Yeah, I watched yeah. it in twenty nineteen for the first so time. Like, so like. Yeah, I, I watched was, it in, as it aired and sure. it seemed completely unproblematic. Right, sure. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so, but this, yeah, I got it. She's very hot. <laughs> just, just really amazing work. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And then is going to leave. Okay, this yeah. So weird. She, I, I'm realizing like I wrote like an outline or whatever, but <laughs> I think that I'm used to having already written the recap. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I would remember what happened in each scene beyond just my notes, which are like Tasha rescues Valentina. Yeah. That's all, that's also all I have for that part. Oh, really? Also, well, so so I she, don't think a lot happens. Yeah. She saws open the door. Yeah. And Bet and Tina are both so thrilled to be released and also thrilled to be looking upon Rose Rollins once more yes. that they like give her these big hugs. Yeah. Bet has bubble wrap wrapped around her shoulders, which was <laughs> delightful to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like that they all actually said hi to each other. I feel like that's something that they haven't done in the past. Maybe yeah. that was Leisha. Like realistically, they would they would know each other and like yeah. acknowledge this. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that happens later with Shane also. Yeah, where I was yeah. like, oh, we exist in real universe. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Is this is this our script coordinator friends or is this director Leisha Haley? <laughs> right. Hard Whoever to say. it is, Whoever thank, it is you. thank you so much. Um, but Tina's like, you should stay, obviously. Yeah. And Tasha has a little like. Like snark at Alice about yeah. how that's how normal people greet each yeah. other after uh-huh. seeing each other for a long time, which I thought was great. Yeah. Also, when she was like, "You should stay," t- Alice was shaking her head like, "No," and I was sitting there like, "Yes, <laughs> you better make her stay. She has to stay." I also realized I think the other thing about the Sophie Finley thing is that like the amount that I like desire Tasha and Alice together, and I might desire Tasha better with someone else if I'd seen her with someone else. Mm-hmm. But this is what I saw. This is all I know. This is how I grew up. This is, this was, these were the, the stories way, this I was told. This is the way that we live that, that, that I, I shipped them so hard that that was able to overwhelm the, my Sinley shipping feeling, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, there's nothing yeah. really to add that I didn't, and that we all didn't just say in the last time we were. Well, there is to add that I cannot believe you threw and broke a vial of seven hundred dollars well, right. sperm. Yes. Yeah. And it, it is it just does this thing where it makes it makes both characters so in the wrong about a thing where I'd rather neither of them be in the wrong. This is right. the thing that I feel like we've been criticizing all season, which is like, why does this feel cruel to both of them yeah. when this is a conversation that is important and that they maybe not rationally because it's an emotional issue but like reasonably would have discussed a long time ago mm-hmm. before yeah. it became this like knockdown drag out like packing my bags and leaving kind of yeah. fight like also why are you packing your bags it's hit. this would have been a totally normal thing that comes up in the way that you talk about parents for people who are living these realities yeah. like it's yeah. so crazy to watch 
them go at each other about something that you're kind of like, yeah, this anxiety makes sense and the conversation makes sense. Why did we create these characters to have this artificial conversation that is a fight and is like, yeah, yeah, it just feels mean. It does not feel empathetic at all. No. And it like there's this part in, um, I think near the end of season six where like Max wakes up and Tom has left him and he's like in his, like he's in a, like a white t-shirt and underwear and like the full beard that they gave him for that season or whatever. And it's like, he's so uncomfortable and he's so unhappy and he just like walks out of the tool shed where he's living, you know, Jenny's famous mm -hmm. tool shed and like standing there just kind of realizing that Tom left. Like that's the same way that I felt about this ending scene with Mari where she's like left alone in the house, the like broken sperm is on the ground and Mike is walking out. Yeah. Um, was just like really brutal. Yeah. And, and it had that same vibe. And it, again, I hope we're wrong, but this is probably going to be the last episode. So it's probably the last time we're going to see these two characters. And like, I guess it's nice that Micah's in the car and calls Max. Right. So like, I guess once again, the only good thing the show did is like with Max, but like, it's so wild to leave Mari like that. And it's wild. Like also to have, it's so, it's so like cheap when they have you call, like you can summon an old character without actually having to summon the character, right. yeah. you know, like, cause this, if you're going to invoke Max, like send Micah to his house and have Max talk to him. Right. You know, although no, I don't know what they could talk about because we're already like in a, we're not in reality anymore. The fact that this conversation is happening in this way at this time is just yeah. not simply not true. I just wish that they hadn't been in this episode. Yeah. Cut me these, too. Cut these scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And with this the is, engagement in, yeah, the, the in Carrie, episode eight. Carrie and Misty aren't in this episode. Yeah. So this is worse. It, like, like this why, feels are they, worse. why are they mm -hmm. here? Like, what yeah. is this? What is the point of this? Right. Like, don't have them in this episode. Mm -hmm. And you're not, you don't have enough time to get into any of these things you're bringing up. Mm -hmm. So don't have them in this episode. We would complain about that too. We'd be like, why isn't, why, you know, why aren't these characters yeah. in the episode? But it's better than this. Yeah. And then you could have had more time to do like some fun stuff at the wedding. Yeah. Honestly, they didn't need to put Tess in this episode either. Nope. Or Hendrix. <laughs> or Hendrix. Yeah. So um, back at the wedding, Shane is kind of eyeing Tess, like seems to notice that Tess is, uh, is in under the influence of perhaps some drugs or alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then, but then the wedding planner pulls her away and it doesn't really feel like Shane's character. Cause I don't know. I just feel like Shane is the person who has character traits. And I feel like some of those traits would, <laughs> that's include, a hot take. Some yeah. Of those takes, some of those traits would include not like, even if, she and Tess are in a bad space. Like if she thinks that Tess has relapsed, like not going off with this wedding planner who she already had sex with. Right. She would be like, no, I need to deal with this. Like it that right. felt really weird on Shane's part too. Yeah. Like when she's, when she said it, cause you know, you're always auto filling the rest of the scene in your head. I was like, Oh, Shane's going to be like, absolutely not. I did too. You I know? thought she was going to be like, yeah, wait for me. And all I have something that I have to take care of first. Right. It, yeah. Shane has always been, unfailingly loyal like yeah. that is one thing and concerned about everybody's like yeah. general well-being yes and i just was shocked to see her be like, especially without a line that's like she's going through something but like we're broken up so i guess it's not my place i would have been like yeah. okay kind of never addressed it was just she they had her do that so that tess could walk in on yes. them but i think that like they shouldn't have had shane notice tess being drunk no the the i mean we've talked about this before but Weirdly enough, Gen Q has also really failed Shane. <laughs> like, I don't have as much of a political issue with that, but it right. is wild how, like, by far of the returning characters, I mean, like, Tina's had m more of an arc, and, m mm -hmm. like, this is not who Shane was in the original series. Like, mm -hmm. Shane was an interesting person in the original series with a yeah. lot of qualities, and it feels like 
Gen Q was written by people, some of whom hadn't even seen the original series. Right, which we now know right. is possible. It's, it's really possible. I was just about to say, I wish Shane had more traits to like write to other than sex. I was like, do you, have you watched the television so many. program? Like, yeah. what are you talking they about? They set up a lot of really interesting stuff with Shane. She's you know? She has like one of the family most than Tina. Yeah. complex characters in the original. Like she's got yeah. so much background. She was she was working as a rent boy. Like, yeah. she, yes. Like she has such a past. Yes. Yeah. Wild. So Tasha and Alice. Yeah. Yes. They, Tasha, and Alice. Tasha and Alice have a fight, which is um, they start to fight about like why they broke up. Like, you know, Tasha didn't like Alice being famous or didn't, you know, didn't want to be like her plus one. But then it like it shifts and it turns out like it comes out like. And the way that Tasha says it is like a little bit weird. Sure. You know, like it's, but whatever, um, that she felt like Alice was still in love with Dana and that she talked about her so much that she thought, felt like she knew her in, in a, a way. way. Yeah. Dun, and dun, Alice dun, starts freaking twinkle, out. Twinkle, twinkle. And I was like, even though the fight, there were things about the fight that I didn't care for, um, I was pleased at how it was resolved. Yeah. Wait, for... Someone who does not have an encyclopedic knowledge of the L word, aka me. Yeah. What seasons were Tasha and Alice together? Um, they met like mid season four, got and it. then they were together for most of season five. They broke up for two episodes and got back together, and then they were together for season six, but like got involved with this other person too, Jamie. And yes, it was like I kind remember. of this weird triad love triangle thing. I do but in that. the end, Tasha came back to Alex. Alex. But, Tasha gets introduced in my favorite episode of the show, right? Like the lady. That's her second episode. Okay. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's her second episode. Okay. Thank you. They meet at the bar after like Jenny and um, Alice have the fight about Monet and stealing people's ideas right. and Alice is wearing the hat and the vest. Ugh, that what, a good, what a great, I mean, scene look, is, I don't want to romanticize the original series. I'm aware that there are problems, but the difference of how I feel about a show that had problems made from 2004 to 2009 is just yeah. different than how I feel about a show being made now. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of love for the original series and I won't apologize. For that it. scene circulates on my TikTok every once in a while and I watch it in full every single time. The Monet argument. Yeah, it's good. So good. It's perfect. Um, then we get a moment where a wedding planner <laughs> tells Shane that she's married, but that she's open. We also learned that she's from Glendale, but whatever. Um, and Shane is like, oh, and that works for you? <laughs> I... <laughs> I mean, but I feel like this is another, this was another one of those things where I was like, finally addressing this sure, issue, but, but it felt like it was something added on in this episode to make up for the right. sins of many, right. for, I don't know, seasons past. Right. Um, and then, and then they start kissing again and then yeah. Tess sees. And then the wedding starts, <laughs> question mark. Tina's in a red velvet suit and Beth's in a black suit. And then it's interrupted because Tess is screaming at Shane in the middle of the wedding runs into the cake, ruins the cake. I talked to Gretchen earlier and I was like, I didn't want to tell her anything about the episode, but I was like, yeah, the test stuff is really bad. And she was like, what does she like get wasted and, and fall into the cake? And I told her, I told her ahead and I was like, I'm not going to tell you anything. I want yeah. you to watch it blind. I'm not giving you yeah. any spoils. And I was like, well, she did. <laughs> yeah. She did actually get drunk and fall into the cake. And so I have to, there's one moment that I liked, which is, Pippa saying to Sophie, this particular friend group is filled with drama. <laughs> and there was one moment that bothered me even more because after having even just a brief introduction from Elise, who Crystal and G-Flip are, when Tess yells, mm -hmm. any ladies out there want to be Shane's next conquest, <laughs> and they both raise their hands, I'm like, oh, we're doing like a fun little joke with these like famous white queers, and they get to just like, it just was like, oh, right, this is who you care. You care about Fletcher, you care about Crystal mm -hmm. and G-Flip, you don't care about... Well, 
I'm I, like, I did laugh. I also did laugh <laughs> at that joke, but the rest of the stuff around it is mm-hmm. so like, again, just cruel to test. The whole thing is written for comedy. The wedding planner has all these asides of like, well, that's just perfect. That's how my day is going. And like, it's all like sideshowy. Like everyone is pointing and laughing at Tess. Like it's yeah, literally yeah. like. Honestly, this is what reminded me of the like Max baby shower. Mm. It's like schoolyard bullying yeah. for no. I just am inviting anyone to remember that this is a television show where people are made up. So like even to say like relapses happen. Okay, fine. Relapses happen and you like can really spiral like all the coke that she uses. Like, okay, sure. Relapses happen and you make a scene like, okay, but why do I have to watch that? And why did, yeah. why did you have to write that? Like, why are you uh-huh. so compelled? Yeah. People who are alcoholics or no alcoholics know that the possibility of relapse exists. Mm-hmm. Don't need to show it to them. So then you're just showing it to who people who have not experienced it before. I mm-hmm. guarantee you they've seen this on TV before. Yeah. yeah. Especially there's, done this poorly and cheaply. There is yeah. no need. I was just like, it just made me so uncomfortable. The yeah. whole thing is so uncomfortable. And the end scene of Tess leaving, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Like, also, I didn't understand what they want me to feel like. Yeah. And can I, I'm going to say something <laughs> that I might get in trouble for, but I'm going to even let Lauren keep it in, <laughs> I think. <laughs> which is that I think that trans actors can play cis. I think a lot of trans actors, I, I, I talked to someone who watched the entire first season of Euphoria and did not know that Hunter Schaefer was trans, which is wild because it's pretty explicitly stated, but did not, did not catch <laughs> yeah, that. This is pe- pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Cis people do not know. So I'm not saying this from a place of, I don't think that trans actors should get to play like parts that are cis, whatever. Yeah. But as a trans audience member, Jamie Clayton is trans. Not because I know who Jamie Clayton is and I know that she's trans, I can tell that she's trans. I can usually tell that people are trans and her voice is a trans woman's voice. It's feminine. There's nothing, there's nothing negative. I don't say that with negative connotations. Mm -hmm. It's a more cis passing voice than mine is. I don't think there's value in being cis passing. (laughs) Um, Right. So whether or not Tess is trans, which obviously she's not, we've covered this many times. um, I'm watching that happen to a trans person. Like, also, a lot of we know because we're involved in the meta, like the micro macro world around the show. But like people, I when I talk to them about the show, they'll they'll say that they'll say Tess is a trans character. They have yeah. no idea that she's right. not supposed to be. So like right. I, I I promise you, like it, like probably half the people watching the show do think that it's a trans character. Right. So it's it's just like I don't think we need to pretend like even trans women who look like Jamie Clayton aren't still like clockable in some ways and that like it's just so it's so brutal yeah it's just like humiliation in such a needless way like yeah yeah such a pile on it It feels unnecessary i don't think we needed her in the episode at all no i mean i don't know bring back molly or something everyone else (laughs) everyone else coming back like shane didn't need that Right. Right. So Finley like hustles Tess out of the venue. Finally, like Shane tries and it doesn't really work. And Finley finally gets Tess outside. And then this man from success who has driven off the set of succession, like pulls up and is like, do you want to get in my car? Who is he? Who is this man? (laughs) Don't know. And Tess says like, she doesn't want to be sober. She just wants to have fun with her friends. Who are her friends? We don't know what she's talking about. And is like, 
Finley, you have to let me go. And I was yeah. like, what am I supposed to be believing here? Like for either of them, I don't know, really yeah. know what's going on or what the point of this is. Yeah. So that whole plot, throw it in the garbage to me. So yeah. Tess leaving and demolishing the cake, a fury, an infuriating choice. But then we do get what I think is delightful. <laughs> Alice, Tina, Shane, and Bet have reassembled the cake into like yeah. a mound yeah. and put the little topper on it. And like this whole shot of them eyeballing the cake <laughs> and moving around the cake and talking about it, I was like, amazing. Yeah. And with all their heads tilted. Yes. It reminded me of how little like of that type of comedy we get to see on this show. Actually. Yes. But it, it was one, it was one of those cases of this episode where like, yeah, it's really fun. It also makes the contrast even more right. mm -hmm. clear. Like, you know, if Bet and Tina were yelling at Shane about being selfish, then I'd be like, okay, this show is so dramatic. Oh my <sighs> God. But having this like really right. sweet moment of comedy where we get some like references to like Alice dating the vampire. That was on my Gen Q wishlist before the show started <laughs> that we bring back but the vampire. Honestly, it's slander of the vampire because they were oh. talking about these things as mistakes. Yeah, the vampire was oh, like, great. That was the hottest was, sex scene in Elward history. Yeah, they, yeah, they're like, let me list off the biggest, most worst <laughs> things I've done to other people and Alice's was not like, uh, how did Daryl Brewer, as, <laughs> as was a plot line really recently, they're like, yeah. you dated that vampire. Right. I don't know. The, the Danish, like the stalking Danish, Dana. stalking Dana. And also Tina saying leaving bet for Carrie. That's, that's not bad. That, that was good. Well, here's what's bad. Henry. Yeah. Daddy of two. Daddy, Daddy of, of two. two. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, bet says, that sleep, slept with Candace in jail. They bring that up. Again, about hot, another hot a scene. Hot scene. <laughs> like, what, but they, this season hates sex. <laughs> they do. I mean, Bet could have said I slept with my intern Nadia, that for would, example. Yeah. And now mm -hmm. I'm having to reflect on that yeah. because my daughter is, <laughs> if it has had an affair with her right. professor. Yeah. Wait, what was Shane's bad thing? Did, is that when they mentioned Left Carmen? Living, oh, yeah, that Carmen. it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one, yeah, pretty much I have no argument with yeah. that. <laughs> right. Then we have the ceremony. So yeah, then it's time for the I vows from Tina and in. <laughs> They walk down the aisle, they do their vows. Alice has gotten ordained for it. And there is a, there are cuts to the audience and Eileen Chaikin is there in her billowiest <laughs> white top. Just the clothes she wore to set that day to say hi when you know that someone was like, oh my God, Eileen, be in the scene. You have to come to the Tina and Beth yeah. wedding. And if we can get her on camera, we will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that Gen Q should have gone the and just like that route. Uh huh. And like not like and just like that has Killed new Mr. Big on a Peloton <laughs> has, <laughs> has new characters. Uh huh. But it is very much like, no, we're just continuing this story yeah. because ultimately that's what this show has done, right? right? Like, I mean, even though Bed and Tina were gone most of the season, they still had a big like hold on it. Right. Yeah. And when they were gone, it was to give Alice and Shane like their moments. It's what they do best. Like they should have. Sophie could have been at work for Alice. Like the way mm -hmm. that the connections existed could have existed. Yeah. Micah could have dated Alice. Yeah, sure. Like whatever. <laughs> like I, I'm just, it, they should have just done that. Yeah. Right. Because then right after we have the vows and it's very sweet and we get this moment, then Alice apologizes to Tasha and uh -huh. Tasha's like, you've never said sorry before. And they make up and Alice asks Tasha to dance. And it's great. It's so, yeah. it's like, I it's, also cried. Like I thought what she said was really good, but she was like, I tried to be so, so busy to not think about Dana. Like it was like, wow. Yeah. Really vulnerable. And then they were going to go dance. I was so excited. So Ben and Tina are dancing. Shane and Angie chat. And then Angie's like, I'm going to go call Bella. Yeah. Also, Shane asks Angie to dance and she rejects yeah, Shane. Shane's brutal. like dying to dance with somebody. Can someone dance with me, please? Uh-huh. 
and then Danny can't believe that Roxy's staying. Oh Wait. yeah, Danny's like, is it a month-to-month -month lease? And that's yeah. when Roxy's like, I bought it, I own it, it's mine. And I right. was like, yeah. right, Danny's really wealthy, so Danny's friends are really wealthy. Right, yeah, maybe Chriselle sold her that <laughs> house. Well, yeah, that maybe that's why sense. they know each other. Uh huh. And then Finley comes over to Shane. This was so weird. And like having seen Tess relapse, I think is the point. Like, is like there's. I have no idea. More sides to this story than I thought there were. So now I'm sorry that I like yelled at you. Yeah. Because this also felt like a thing where I was like, good. They're acknowledging that Finley yelling at Shane was stupid. But that has nothing to do with like Tess going through a lot of stuff. Right. It was stupid regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And then Shane asks Finley to dance. Yeah. <laughs> Shane's just really wants. And, and Finley's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shane says hi to Tasha. Yeah. Thank you for replicating real world actions. And shoots Alice some eyes as yeah. she like says mm -hmm. she's like mm-hmm there's and they're dancing it's so dancing. cute i'm it's so cute. happy for them and then tina asks bet to leave to go to their room uh -huh. and the scooter or the golf cart doesn't work because pippa and sophie, pippa and sophie took, took it to the cow field which is fun um they're gonna walk they're gonna walk as wives they say wives and wives going down a long path of love and so we get a little little end montage with uh -huh. some fun things <laughs> um one actual fun thing is pip and sophie make out which yes. i love that happy send off to these characters wonderful and this is a good excuse to just say this that like i didn't realize this because i talked to you two and i talked to my friends who all have good taste like <laughs> but there's so many I ended up on like Gen Q TikTok uh -huh. and people hate Sophie. Really? And it just yeah. feels like racism to me. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. I mean, I yeah. haven't seen it, but I just know because someone told us about it in our comments. There, that has, there's no other reason. Yeah, it's yeah. like so overt. But I'm so happy that Sophie gets this ending. Mm -hmm. Pippa, it's great. It makes me really happy. Sophie's like, we could get a room. And I was like, yes, give me <laughs> five, five more minutes and they go get a room. Please. And it's just them fucking. I'm just yeah. getting but edged by them, but that's fine. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I like I like Pippa kind of like bossing her around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Big being, time. Being like, this is the pace and this yeah, is what we're good. doing. Um, then Danny and Roxy are kissing and Dre walks up, which <sighs> again, it's just like, what? This is obviously isn't as bad as what happens with Micah or what happens with Tess, but it still is like, okay, so we have this other trans character and it's like, we're ending with them being rejected. Right. It also is the kind of ending that there's just, there are ways to end a season where you end <laughs> it. The way you leave stories open-ended doesn't feel so cliffhangery when right. you might not get another season. There are shows that have done it really well where like, yeah, you can tell that they should have had more time and there are things that are left unresolved, but it mostly feels coherent yeah. where this is like, what a weird way to end with this character who we barely even know at this point. Mm -hmm. Why Just don't have Drake come back. Mm -hmm. But we we can, if you get another season, the, There's it can the, be some that's co a conflict, but like, right. just don't have Drake come back. If Like, it, I'm happy for Carmen that they got paid for another episode. That's true, yeah. But yeah, like, because also the fact that Danny left that voicemail is already a cliffhanger enough. Like, yeah. we know Dre's going to listen to it. We don't know how they're going to feel about it. But yeah. we, I, there's some implication that, like, they expect or Dre's Dre's to pursue it in some way. It yeah. could be like, oh, yeah, shit, Dre's, Dre's calling. calling. Like, yeah. fine. Yeah. That's that's. They could have even shown Dre calling so that Carmen yeah. could have paid for the episode. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, which is so atrocious, which is, well, not the last one, but the next thing, which is, Finley gets a call from the police about Tess. Perfect. Which could be anything. Anything. Like that could be a death, right? It could be yeah. death. It could yeah. be 
DUI. Right. It could be arrest for cocaine possession. Right. It could be car accident. It could I'll be a kitten you, in a tree. I'll tell you what. It's probably not something fun <laughs> or good. Sure. I'm just it's saying, not going to be death, the, but, but like the, but there, but, but again, this could be the last episode. So yeah. we are ending with the possibility that yeah. she died. Uh huh. And we finally got to talk to the cops. They've been wanting, they've been wanting to do it all season. <laughs> I know. They're like, we've got one more opportunity. Meanwhile, I was looking at the time code being like, wait, they're not going to have Bella walk into the wedding? No. Nope. So then we end with Ben and Tina <laughs> no. walking off into the proverbial sunset. And again, like that's what they wanted to do. And they did it. So right. like Gen Q really, the main error it made up for was Eileen Shakin's bonkers sixth season that turned her like <laughs> lesbian romance into a murder show for some reason like mm -hmm. and they didn't really do it because i have a lot more affection for jenny than i do for like bed and tina as a couple i have so much affection for jenny that twisted twisted weirdo yeah sick sick freak and sick that and, sick gorgeous woman yeah. <laughs> and that's the episode and that's the season and that might be the l word except for the christmas special right except for the christmas special So I loved all of the scenes that were shot at the wedding that didn't involve Tess. Yep. And I think I could easily come up with a few things they could have added to that package for the episode that would not have been what instead was added. Yeah. I was really surprised. The Tess one was the big one of like that this really did not have a vibe of potential series finale. Like it's just a surprising choice in the even not even for like the L word Gen Q specifically, but just in the era of like most shows get three seasons if they're lucky. And that's totally. like it. So you would think that any show would be like, okay, how do we land enough planes that it feels like a total complete thing and leave enough kind of questions that like, if we came back, it would be fun and interesting and there's yeah. still stuff to explore. And I feel like the test thing I was, was especially jarring where I was like, that actually is a question that would need an answer. Also, so if this and also again, like her driving off that guy was already a cliffhanger. Yeah. They didn't right. need like they didn't need the whole fucking story. But if they were going to do it, that could have ended right there. Also, like there are ways to have cliffhanger endings that like the Sopran. I know a lot of people hate the ending <laughs> the Sopranos, but like th that pointedly has a like there are ways to have cliffhangers. I mean, I'm so happy I got a season three, but the end of season two of sort of I'm not going to spoil it if you're behind because you should really catch up and watch the show it's incredible um, it ends with like a really huge cliffhanger but if the show had been cancelled it would have been a cliffhanger and like a open-ended story that like there there feels like a closure of an arc there's that word again yeah. um, <laughs> that and and there are ways to do that and the open-ended things here don't the same way that like you know, if Dre hadn't shown up, but there had just right. been the specter of Dre, then you still have this feeling of like, right. is Danny going to, which, what is Danny going to choose in her mm -hmm. life? But the way that it's shot is like end of an episode cliffhangers, not end of season even cliffhangers. Right. They're also though historically really bad at cliffhangers. Yes. Like not, not just at the, the execution of the cliffhanger, but then what happens next, like right. the cliffhanger with Sophie at the airport and then bring us back to like her wedding and yeah. with not a single, like no idea what happened after that. Like, yeah. why did you do that? Had to have Carrie have a heart attack and Finley be in then the next episode open, you know, she's sitting on the couch and yeah. she's in the next one. Like, you guys, like someone, I mean, I mean the again, GG car crash too, same yeah, thing. Car crash, like these sort of like, they love to set, put someone on a cliff and then like drive up to the cliff in a little, in a, like a, in like a really nice sports car and be like, Hey, get in, let's go back down. You know, like they don't, yeah. no one ever jumps. 
Yeah. Or falls. I, I, I mean, it's partially because Marja had no TV experience. Right. That she does not understand how TV works. Yeah. I mean, and it's something we've talked about in the sense that it's like, I mean, I certainly don't begrudge her taking the job. Anyone would take the job, but right. like, I too have no experience, but would have happily taken the yeah. job. <laughs> but I mean, it's it is just this thing where like, although now I actually don't know if I I would do that because after seeing this, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's just it's something that's lost with how TV is made now, and it's a real shame to not have. Not that I mean, there are some ways that people getting opportunities who wouldn't otherwise get opportunities who don't have like years of working in writers' rooms like that gives opportunities to new people. Like, and that's great, but there's the flip side of it, which is like when someone truly has not like worked on a TV show before, there's going to be a real steep learning curve mm-hmm. um, and it'd be hard for anybody. So it's like, it, it's why I think a lot of times new showrunners have a co-showrunner. Like, I mean, right. I think about someone like Rachel Bloom, who like mm-hmm. was... Actually, she wasn't new to TV. She'd written on Robot Chicken. So, but like, but that type of TV, but, especially, yeah, like that's and like, so she like she was paired with Eileen Brush McKenna, or like going back to girls like Lena Dunham and Judd Apatow and whatever, and like these things that like there is value in having that sort of mentor mentee co showrunnership. And even though it's clear that like Eileen Shaken like handpicked Marjorie Lewis Ryan, like it wasn't. Eileen Shaken wasn't running the show, so... Right, or, it, like, in the room, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, imagine if, imagine if, like, sure, I mean, Marge Lewis Ryan wouldn't have been my person who'd written one gay screenplay choice, but imagine if, like, a younger queer person who'd written one gay screenplay was paired with, like, Angela Robinson, or, like, someone who was just, like, mm-hmm. a, a, a real legend of the industry who worked on the original show, and, like, there could have been so much we wouldn't have had to witness someone basically go to film school like right. go to the tv version of film school like and it it's so frustrating because there's so many people who are so talented who just like don't get opportunities mm-hmm. so it's um it's a real bummer remember last year when i said that i wasn't gonna come <laughs> <in>? <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it's like there's some good things that were set up like tasha and alice bella and angie but they also didn't set up anything for Shane, really. No. Um, Finley doesn't really have mm-hmm. anything that she's, like, yeah. looking toward. Mm-mm. Besides, like, maybe going to school. But in this, honestly, like, she's not living in a sublet where, like, she has to clap to make roaches go away. I don't think. No. Also, if you're going to, whatever. <laughs> At least but, we didn't have to go to her apartment. That yeah. was really going to be painful for <laughs> me know. to experience. They, like brought in some storylines in ways that were delightful and yeah. look like they can arrow out if the show comes back. And yeah. if not, like I get to live happily with the idea that like Sophie and Pippa have a wonderful romance and mm-hmm. they live together as long as they want to. But like, I'm just stuck on the test thing because it feels like they have an answer in mind of what happens. And if the show doesn't come back, you will never know. I don't know if they do. Because remember when season six ended and everyone was like, wait, so who killed Jenny? And Eileen was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't write it. I didn't know when I wrote. And I'm like, even if you don't reveal it, you have to know as the writer, you have to know, like you can't write to an unknown. Right. What? That's like writing 101. So like, I don't think they know. Right. Because also the way that the, I don't even get this like police. Why did she say it was Tess calling? Tess made Finley her emergency contact already. I don't know. Do police officers take a cell phone from someone and call the most recent called number? Because that no. does not seem like something a cop would do. 
No, it doesn't. Unless, unless she's dead. Like, unless, cause like oh. if she's mm, in, they if can't ask her if anything she's in jail, then like eventually she, she would get to make, call. it wouldn't be from, it'd be from an unknown number. Yeah. It wouldn't be from, I mean, unless they gave her a cell phone back. I don't, but. Again, like what? Marsha would be committing a hate crime on the community and herself <laughs> if she actually killed Tess. That would be wild. Although much like the Sophie thing, like there are a lot of Tess despisers out there. Which right. But also because it feels very nasty. Yeah. Which some of it's transphobia and some of it's racism for those two characters. And some of it's how they've been written and how right. they've yeah. been treated and how they're treated by Marja, who right. has her own. But I also think some of these characters have like Sophie has flaws sure. and, you know, and like, I think that's what's weird is people like they want to like, like you, in order to like a character, you have to like all their choices or behaviors. Like, yeah. no, like Jenny, for example, my, like my all time best friend, <laughs> Jenny Schechter, she was a, m an unhinged mess, but like, I love her and I connected to her in a certain way and, the internet, and good that, and bad. That's how I feel about, fave. that's how I feel about Alice sure. personally. Yeah. Like Alice is right. Alice such a mess problematic fave. And, yeah. So problematic and has done so much honestly Harm. bad stuff <laughs> in her life. Yeah. And still I watch her. And I'm like, I understand you. Like I, yeah care for you because yeah. we also are all flawed it's true Not me i mean like <laughs> of the new people like who the internet loves like danny was a sackler question mark Gigi worked in real estate like it's they're not perfect right yeah <laughs> Gigi works in real estate <gasps> yeah Gigi came to alice and nat's home and oh, like yeah. hammered a nail into their front <laughs> door that is scary behavior and still i was like i love her i'd die for her they need yeah. her on the show <sighs> well, they sir. really do I uh, I just, you know what I hope? I'm putting all of my energy <laughs> and prayer into a league, a league of their, of their own. own. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing left for season four of Gen Q. Sorry to the cast and crew, some of whom I do deeply love. Like, but... What about the Christmas special? I mean, if they, if I would, if they want to do a wrap up movie, I would love that. Okay. Especially you. if you got to write it. Thank you so much. But, um, I appreciate your support. I just want a League of Their Own to come back. Talk the, about a reboot that's so good. I mean, I know it's a different kind of reboot, but like, oh, what a so great good. show a League of Their Own is. Yeah. In part made by another former L word person, mm. writer, Jamie Babbitt. Mm -hmm. Oh, for director. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. This is what I would love to see out of the L word Gen Q reboot that like potentially is not moving forward is like more awareness of these queer people who worked on the show to then go like... I would love to see Micah and Marbell and Sophie, like all those people in new things now. And like, I will follow most of them to whatever yeah. they do next. Yeah. And including the Christmas, including obviously first the Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll Agreed. be a hard agree on that. And like watching, I don't know, seeing that Leisha and Kate directed episodes. Like, I wonder if there's a shift for them into directing more. Yeah. And I just, or like we said, when Roxy first showed up, like seeing someone be like, in these smaller queer roles a yeah. few years before you know they're going to yeah, get I like she's going to be big like that yeah. is always a really cool feeling and mm -hmm. i think is one of the best things to come I out just, of the franchise i just hope that i just hope that the industry has spots <laughs> for i mean i just Definitely. i just like look at like pose and like obviously i mean i saw billy porter on broadway years ago and he's like such an incredible talent and i'm so glad that like it took being in a cast filled with trans women of color for him to be the one with privilege <laughs> and to be able to like make a career out of a part but like and not that i mean you know like michaela j rodriguez like has had stuff and like but he's definitely like the person who post pose has like had a real career bump and fame bump and i just hope that it's not like 
just Jacqueline Tabani. Like I hope, and she's great. Like I really hope that she is in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I just like, I hope there are parts for Leo and parts for Jillian and parts for parts for Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so many other people in the cast who are great. Yeah. You know, Ari was in a, like a Hallmark movie of some kind where she was like a lesbian doctor. I did see the commercials for that. Yeah. I should watch that. I saw a clip of that on TikTok and I thought, <gasps> what? Um, I want to see Rosani in like a crazy ex-girlfriend I reboot. I really want to see <laughs> Rosani in something. Like I want to see her singing more. Yeah. You know? I love her. She's so, she's, she's definitely been one of like yeah. the real joys of watching yeah. the Word, like from the beginning. Mm-hmm. For watching Jen Q, I mean. Yeah. You guys did so well switching back to their real names. I got so, <laughs> like, my brain had been in character mode so much that I was like, ah, uh, what? Yeah. You Remember once upon a time we were in that theater at the LGBT center meeting meeting them for the first time before the To Ellen Back Generation gonna, Q edition podcast. I'm going to so throw wild. something out, which is regardless of whether Gen Q improved over its three seasons, I know that I improved and I feel like you both have improved and I think we've all been on a, since that night I think we've all come so far that as people true. as queers as you know like sisterhood is powerful like I really just think that we've we've really grown a lot yeah and I'm really proud really of have. us me too that week was so messy <laughs> that week was there incredibly so messy so many parties like every day i was so profoundly hungover it was like my whole my insides are being scraped out with a spork from kentucky fried chicken that had been sitting in my drawer since 1975 that was specific <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i'm like but hey like hey let's celebrate that yeah let's, let's celebrate that celebrate that mm-hmm. for us as lesbians for us yeah. as lesbians growth and for us as lesbians sisterhood is powerful and i think that that is it that's it that's what matters Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Twelenbag Generation Q Edition, one of two podcasts brought to you by Autostraddle.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Twelenbag, and you can also email us at Twelenbagcast at gmail.com. Our theme song is by the talented B. Steadwell, and our Gen Q logo is by Jax Co. This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at draw underscore Gregory. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. You can follow the legendary Reese Bernard everywhere at Autowin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we're all here, autostraddle.com. And finally, to end this ep, let's hear some keywords from our girlies. Three, two, one. Qualifiers. <laughs> you can see a quick sweet twinkle in my eye. <laughs> can I ask something that I've, that I've been meaning to Google? Yeah. Is quince meat actually a thing? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. We just made that up no. this season. Yeah, I thought like it was like a mincemeat pie and you just started saying quince meat. Uh. I just, there was one part of me that like thought that for the whole time and then was like, wait, what if it's actually a real thing and I have been yeah. missing it? Great. Glad yeah. we're on the same page. What did it's, you say? On? I didn't say anything because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> um, but my word was going to be quintuplets because it's the longest keyword I could think of and also because I would love to see Rosani's eyes play quintuplets for no reason. Oh, fun. <laughs> I don't know. Like a like an like orphan black I kind of situation yeah, yeah. i think yeah. you should do it five different um, roles i said qualifiers because when i say that i love the l word and it holds a special place in my heart <laughs> i have to always have some qualifiers oh wow that's good wow that's amazing 
Well, thanks you guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you love us a lot, you know, we'll we'll make a link to the our Autostyle donor box and you can feel free to give us some money. Yeah. Um and uh, thanks for thanks for coming along. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like you need to whisper now. Whisper it's, I feel well, it's so annoying because like, this show's so annoying and also I feel emotional when <laughs> it's over. As soon as it ends, I'm like, please, no. I'm like in a situationship with the hour. Yeah. No, I mean, I wanted to come back, but maybe, that, but I do, it's hard for me to separate that from no, some of it, my I mean, business and my interests in it. Yeah, sure. I also, I also. I mean, same. We all have a but, vested interest in yeah. this show. Yeah, we're existing. part of the industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the L word is a war and we manufacture bombs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's that's an apt, that is an apt metaphor. I did that one for you because I know how you love the military. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. And on that note. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way.